Hello, and welcome back to the Galdercast. Background audio for this episode is brought to you by Sirenscape, a great source for amazing atmosphere and music. You can check them out at sirenscape.com. Music comes from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Darren Curtis at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attributions Licenses 3.0 and 4.0 respectively. Additional music from Arcane Anthems. You can support them at Patreon.com slash Arcane Anthems. Now, on to today's episode of Galdercast. So you're you're hitting about sunset now. Do you want to continue traveling uh, into darkness? Do you want to make camp now? Uh, wait a little bit. I would say push through. Yeah, I'd say push through a little bit. Yeah. It could be usually safer to camp in the daytime anyway. So you want to? I, mean, I, I can see in the dark, so. Yeah. It's getting a little difficult for me to see, but I can continue forward. It's not going to be the first time I marched at night. Uh, as he says that, I'm going to cast. Uh, as he says, I'm going to cast light. No, I was going <gasps> to. Yeah. I'm going to touch uh, one of the little thing, one of the little bobbles on his on his belt. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Smiley's going to say. Uh, is going to say in draconic. Look, they have more shiny things. <gasps> Where? Not <laughs> touching. In Draconic, I also say not touching my belt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there is a forty. There is a forty. A twenty foot, uh, like, sphere, uh, like circle around us. That is bright light. Uh, that is a bright light, and then another twenty feet, feet is a dim light. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. You guys are going to be traveling. Uh, do you want to travel through the night or just a little into the night? Yeah, straight a little through. bit into the straight night. Straight through. Straight through, I suppose. Uh, I guess we can go straight through. Uh, because you will be hitting into exhaustion. Oh it's right, that's you go we, it's best if we go into this fresh. We don't want to overtax ourselves. That's if we have enough. to fight something off, we want to be fresh for it. The man has yeah. a Let's go a little bit into the night, and then we can. Take our rest, and we'll take our watches. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna continue a little into the night. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. This is my All first right. time with the exhaustion mechanic. So you head yourselves off the <clears throat> off the the main road into the unbeaten path. Uh, the sun. Slowly setting, but quicker than you would like. Uh, I'm assuming that either Axel or Finn will keep up the the light after yeah, I'll, the, I'll, each hour. <clears throat> yeah, every every hour. If, if Axel doesn't do it, I'll do it. Okay. So, you continue uh, the light around each of you. Uh, Although after the, uh, after the first one diminishes on his belt, he proffers the end of his staff as a light source. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys want to be moving through this stealthily, or just moving, because uh, you will be moving at a half pace if you're stealth. If you want to be moving at a normal pace, uh, you will not be able to move quietly. What terrain are we in? You are currently in forest. Okay. But it's not rough, like we're not having difficulty? No, you're, you're not. It's uneven, but it's not bad enough that it's rough terrain. Fair enough, so the path of terracotta, basically. 
pretty much yeah. <laughs> the... Like you're walking through like a really backwater like bike path. Okay. So like anywhere at the border, yes. Yeah. Mm. For all those listening, we're all relatively from the same area, so <laughs> don't question <laughs> it. <laughs> Montreal has a great deal of greenery. That's that's really yes. the bulk of it. There's a lot of orange too with those road cones, right? So <laughs> Yeah, that is very true. Hell yeah. So okay. you continue into the night. Um So yeah, do you do you want to move stealthily or do you want to just keep keep No, we're pace? just gonna keep I think we're fine okay. to just keep going. Okay, so I will need another uh, set of perception checks, please. Ooh. Or perception, you said? Yes, please. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twinsies. So, crisis? Uh, 13. Sig? Twenty-two. Smiley. Seventeen. Okay. Axel. Thirteen. Thirteen. And Finn. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I rock. Damn. So, what are you looking at the ground for, brother? <laughs> uh, sorry, I got distracted. I was <laughs> so I don't trip over another rock. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. You know, it's, it's fine. So, <laughs> I was like the whole time. So you continue down the path. Um, soon after you uh, you lose sight of the main road behind you, the uh, the sun has finally set, and you are you're walking through this dark forest. Uh, luckily, you're you have your light providing for you <clears throat> as you walk. Um, as you do so, because you are you have less visual stimulus. You do still have some, but it's it's a lot more diminished, and your your field of vision is much shorter. You're starting to pick up sounds a lot more. You're starting to pick up scents. Um, you can feel the cold wind a lot more on your arms. Your hair kind of prickling up. Um, Crisis having to lick its eyeballs a lot more as they dry out from the breeze. <laughs> Like every every couple of seconds, you just hear the the light licking of of two eyeballs. Um, you can you can hear uh, hoots of owls uh, echoing through the forest around you. You can hear uh, the the nightlife insects as they they come to life and begin their uh, interesting nightly rituals. Um, you can actually hear a few bullfrogs. Some are off in the distance. Uh, apparently there is some sort of water source nearby. Um, you continue through. Not paying too much attention until uh, Smiley and Sigmund, uh, a brief flit of movement catches your eye uh, to the left. You don't... You look and then there's nothing. <clears throat> And you continue walking with with your eyes a bit more peeled and your attention a bit higher. After get... after the first flit of movement, can Sigmund pick up a few rocks off the ground? 
Yeah, sure. You you can just will, bend over and pick up a, a yeah. A he will cast magic stone on them. Okay. So you you continue on and less than a Smiley's minute. Smiley's gonna keep one hand on his rapier. Okay. You travel for another maybe minute, maybe less, and to the right you see another flit of movement. But you look and it's gone once again. Always staying just outside the the perimeter of your light. <clears throat> and you continue going and soon. Uh, Axel and Crisis, you both noticed this as well as you've, you've you've noticed Smiley and Sigmund kind of their heads darting around looking for something, and another another movement or so later, uh, you see you both catch there's there's flits of movement, kind of going maybe from tree to tree and then disappearing uh, on the perimeter of your of your light radius. <clears throat> Is there anything you would like to do? Right. So, you are all seeing... Well, everyone, except for Finn at this point, you're seeing <laughs> small small uh, flits of quick movement from, from tree to tree. Um, always staying on the outside of your... Uh, outside the perimeter of your light. Um, all you're seeing is, is shadows darting around. <clears throat> um, since I have dark vision for 60 feet, am I actually able to get a better look at them? Um, oddly enough, it, they have no additional definement. It just looks like there's shadows moving around. Um, anything, okay. everything past the, the bright light you can see for another, uh, radius and dim light, which to you is, is still bright light. So you're, you can still see colors and, uh, the general, uh, area around you. But in these areas, the movement itself, it's always just... A black flit, and it's almost semi-translucent. Okay. What do you see, Smiley? Nothing. That's the problem. Hmm. Oh, I have uh, dark vision as well. Also, I can I can only see well? the same thing as you all see. Hmm. Even though I can see farther and better. And at, at this point, with uh, everyone talking about it, Finn, you finally kind of look up. And uh, you you do also catch um, a quick flash of movement. This this black form just kind of moves through a few trees and then disappears. Can Sigmund recognize a pattern between the the movements? Um, roll. Hmm. Let's see. Roll perception check. Okay. Um, while this is happening. Axel is slowly putting his hand toward a long sword that is attached a bit more to like his lower back. Okay. Uh, that's a sixteen. Sixteen. Um, there's not too much of a pattern. They seem to almost come out of nowhere, move, and then disappear into nothing. But you can tell by the timing, there's only actually two of them. It's just the way they move makes it seem like a lot more. Okay. Uh, the next time one of them flits into view, Sigmund wants to ready an action to throw one of the stones. Okay. So, you pause. You wait. A couple seconds pass. Then another flit of movement. Make an attack roll. <clears throat> Making my attack roll. 16. 16. That hits. And you watch as you, you toss the magic stone. It hurls towards uh, this this 
being. And it collides uh, through. Uh, what kind of damage is that? Magical bludgeoning? Uh, I'm checking. <laughs> it should be magical and bludgeoning, yeah. As he throws this, I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah. What? It looks like he just threw a rock. Uh, wow. Smiley's going to draw his rapier while he does this. Okay. Takes bludgeoning damage, and yes, it is magical. Okay. So, that flies at the the creature. And you watch as it, like, it looks like it almost impacts with cloth. And then it slows. It's the same. It hits, impacting with, like, this strange curtain of cloth to which point it slows and then drops and you now see this um it almost looks like the silhouette of a cloaked figure um just floating above uh the ground between two trees where you hit it <clears throat> okay does it still deal damage yes it does deal damage roll for your damage please nine nine points of damage it Oi. it has like almost this this um outline of silver on the cloak where, on, on this cloak where the, the rock hit. And then it slowly dissipates. <clears throat> um, at this point, I'd like you all to roll initiative, please. Oh, oh boy. Oh, okay. Ah. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oof. Yeah! Hey, that is at least somebody's crashed. crashed. One of us is fry. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Alright. Alright, so initiatives. We unfortunately don't have battle music. <clears throat> so initiatives. 25 to 20. 20! Alright, crisis. Yeah. 20 to 15? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> 15 to 10. 11. 10. 10. 10. Okay. Oh ho. So that was 11 for Axel? Uh, Finn. Finn. All right. Then that's Axel and um, Smiley. Smiley. Who, yeah. uh, who has the higher decks? Probably Smiley. Almost definitely, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, what, what's your decks? 18. Damn. It, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a 15. All right. 10 to 5? 7. <laughs> Jeez. Yikes. Alright, so <clears throat> we open up combat with Crisis. You now see um, this strange cloaked silhouette uh, semi-translucent and floating above the ground that uh, Sigmund has just hit um, and then floating right next to it, a second one, uh, about ten feet away. What would you like to do? Uh, how far away is the first one from me? Uh, from you, uh, 25 feet. And how far up is it? Oh, it's just floating, like, a, maybe a foot above the ground. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Still too you tall. don't actually see anything touching the ground <laughs> from this thing. Spooky. Um, I'm... Ankles? <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go within... Like, I'll be five feet away from it. Okay. I'll take out my whip and go... Okay, make your attack. Uh, are you attacking the one on the left or the right? 
Uh, the one that's was hit already. Okay, so that's the one on the left. The left, okay. Um, okay, here goes. 21! That hits, roll for your damage. Hell yeah. Six! Alright, so... You unfurl your whip from your side, lash out at this, this being. <clears throat> it doesn't seem to have as much impact as you would have hoped. Um, but it goes through and you'll hear like almost a, a slight tearing of fabric sound at it as it runs through this creature. Um, so that actually brings it to that creature. Oh. Uh, next, which it is uh, going to reach out to you with um, a strange, almost um, innately clawed hand that just emerges from its form. Yeah. So that is uh, 14 to hit. It just hits. And you're dead. No! <laughs> so that is three points of necrotic damage. That's nothing! Um, next up is the second creature, who, with Crisis being the only thing in range... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> we'll also reach out with this same hand. Guys! Oh 18 well, to hit. First, what do you expect? It's, fuck. It hits. Okay, so that is another three points of necrotic damage. Ow, as, as both these creatures almost simultaneously just reach out and reach through you with their hand. If you feel like something on the inside of you is grabbed and squeezed um, by each one, and you like you cough up a little bit of blood, so um, it's like the sixth sin, except this one doesn't need a mirror. Yikes! Uh, all right, so that's their turns. Finn is up. Fuck him up! <laughs> Kick his ass! <laughs> Please. <laughs> Christ is just there like I need an adult <laughs> I need an adult <laughs> I am an adult oh, thank no. you <laughs> I'm, I'm technically an adult oh. technically oh. you mean you are or the kobold is <laughs> crisis yes, <laughs> yes. I, I'm old enough okay <laughs> alright Finn what, what would you like to do uh, I'm gonna... Have I, have both of them taken hits, or just have any of them taken hits? Uh, yes. One has taken yeah. a hit from both Sigmund and from, uh, Crisis. Crisis. Uh, alright, then the one that looks a little weakened, I will, uh, hit it with a, an Eldritch Blast. Alright, make your attack. So, oh, yeah, I should, uh, pull that. What is it? A plus six to hit? Okay. 18. That hits. Alright. So yeah, damage. I just I stretch out my arm and you see a bunch of like purple energy going down my arm and focusing my palm and then it just like flies out towards this thing. It's 1d10. Okay. Let's do this. 1d10. Oh, ten. Up. Yeah. oh! Ten. you... Launch nice. the Eldritch Blast and it crackles oh. towards the creature and as it impacts, the creature just bursts and turns into like wet tissue in the air. 
Oh, oh gone. Well, that went you, better than I expected. You headbutted my boyfriend so hard he burst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Smiley. Cool. I'm going to move in. Uh, so the remaining one has somebody next to it, right? Yes. It has Chris next to it. Yeah. So I'm going to move in with my rapier and just, uh, you know, take a take a stab at it. All right. Go ahead. Safe to say that hits. Oh, hell yeah. Just, just for stab. the audio. 21. 21. Yep. That hits. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So I will opt to do sneak attack on this. Right. Oh, my God. Because I'm right here. Oh, I'm excited to see this. I love this stuff. Oh, yeah, there's that sneak attack damage. That is 12. 12 points of damage. Right, so you... Like, kind of jaunt up to the shadow. Pull out your rapier and give a nice thrust through it. Your rapier goes through, and you can see it go through the entire way. And you feel resistance. And you feel that it takes hold, but not as much as you had hoped. Um, and the creature does its form shudders at, at the, the damage and just kind of like turns towards you facelessly. You just feel anger emanating off of it in a cold aura. Yeah. All like right. I hate to kill you. <laughs> you seem like a decent fellow. I hate to die. Uh, so next up, that would be Axel. Right. So... I am going to take out my long sword. It's kind of, in the form of it, it kind of looks more like a Dadao. Yeah. And when I pull it out, it, it before I just looked like a regular long sword. When I pull it out, you do see that there's like some ribboning that comes down, that unfurls. And it's kind of like, there's like embers on the bottom of the ribboning. Like that are constantly burning. Cool. And like, it's very, and there's like a black sort of handle to it as well. And I point at it with, and I point the sword at it, at the creature, and I cast hex, uh, hexblade's curse. All right. Cool. You're both warlocks. And I'm going to run at it, and I'm going to take a swing at it with my long sword. All right. Go and make your make your attack. Uh, that is an eight. (laughs) You go and, and swing with with your long sword. And Swing, you go bada, through, bada. but it just completely coasts through the creature. Um, luckily, your swing went went more towards Crisis than uh, than Smiley, and it just clears right over uh, Crisis's head. Huh? You hear but, a groan come from Axel. You, you hear like Cheer. a whoosh and a groan, almost whoosh. also a, a slight crackling of of fire as it passes as well. Yeah. But your your attack just goes straight through the creature. So bringing up the rear, Sigmund. He is going to throw a second stone. Go right ahead. 14. That hits. Roll for your damage. Yeah. Another nine. Nine? All right. So that it... Sigmund just kind of, like he's about to skip a stone, tosses it up a couple of times, and then whips it at the uh, the creature. And the stone seems to fly... Far more true than a stone being thrown by hand has any right to. Yeah, and your stone just whizzes right towards uh, this strange, uh, shadowy entity. It impacts, and it actually stays um, stuck in the air for a moment, 
against this creature before continuing through and then dropping as it reaches the middle. You can see there's like a, a curvature of its form as the impact hits. That, that did a fair amount of ouch to it. Nice. So, back up to the top with Crisis. Yeah! Okay, I'm going to attack it with my whip again! Go right ahead. Hell yeah. Watch out! That's a five. I whip my whip back and forth. I whip so my you whip back and forth. You bring your whip out and try to crack it, and it just goes around the creature and snaps a tree instead with a small impact of bark flying off the side. Oops. Um, next is the creature um, who is going to um, attack the nearest thing that damaged it, which would be Smiley. Mm-hmm. So that Wait that's not going to hit. That is a six. <laughs> oh, my AC, little did you know, is only a four. No. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot something. Yes. I have pack tactics, so oh, yes, technically I will have advantage. Yes, yeah. roll with advantage so, on that. I just roll again? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, you 16! Just that hits. Hey. There we go. Proceed to roll zero for damage. <laughs> <laughs> right and Watcha! four all right so so as the creature goes to reach out for smiley this this deadly intent on its face you uh crisis pulls the whip back really really quick as the the tip of the whip has just curled inside the creature's head and it snaps exploding <gasps> the creature's head as the rest of the, the strange, shadowy, ethereal fabric that creates its form just kind of falls away and dissipates into nothing. Haha, sight. As soon as I see that the head explodes, I automatically go to put my longsword back into its sheath. Uh. Um, Sean, what would be relevant skill to be to determine what that creature is? Or does anybody probably already know? Um, this would be a religion check. Or, or a history check. Your choice. Ooh, uh, I... I am moderately good at both of those. Can I, uh, can I aid him with that history check? Sure. Or, I am uh, not gonna bother. Of, should I roll one of my own and let him do advantage? Um, this, so, Smiley, you would roll advantage on the history. Roll Dope. Yeah, Sigmund's going to make oh. his own. Hell yeah. We have a 19. All right. Uh, Sigmund, if you want, you can go right ahead as well. 10. 10? All right. So, Sigmund, you feel like you've heard stories of these creatures before. Um, they're kind of like uh, remnants of specters, but you've never encountered one and have little information. Uh, Smiley, you know that this is called a shadow. Um. <clears throat> It is uh, the solidified um, form of emotion of a dead uh, being that has a fair amount of hostility towards the living. Uh, they tend to congregate around areas of uh, large death or areas touched by necrotic energy. Oh. Oh. 
That doesn't sound positive. That sounds for what we're on our way to doing. All right, I'm going to relay that to the group. You're right, it's not necessarily good news. Do you Shit. think it's possibly from the researchers? We don't have no, enough. I think, it's, I think it's more likely from the thing that they were going to, to try and dig up. Those things fucking hurt! I say rubbing my chest. Both outcomes are a possibility. It might be from the camp being raided and attacked. It might be from the ruins and the history behind them. It might be that there's been a lot of death in this forest. We don't have enough information. Well, that's that's why I think it's more likely the archaeological site. It, the amount of death and destruction to create these things, a few researchers don't just don't have that kind of mojo. Hmm. Oh, while we're talking about this, I'm going to walk up to uh, Crisis. I'm going to put my my hand up to uh, their chest. I'm going to use healing hands for one hit, one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will do the same. Oh, thanks. thanks guys. Crisis just literally got two um, celestial band-aids. Yay! <laughs> Clap them on! How is everybody doing, by the way? Is everybody okay? Nine! Well, aside from my bruised ego, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Finn? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. I'm chilling. Miley, it didn't touch you? Nope. Alright. Probably couldn't have if it tried. Just a scratch. And you just came out scratched. All right, I think we're okay for now. Yeah. Scratched on the inside. Longer, and then we'll find a place to camp. Agreed. Good point. All right, so you guys continue on. A little bit shaken and, and warier of your surroundings now. Um, the the danger is becoming more apparent, and. As you get to the end of this particular uh, light cantrip's time, it kind of begins to dim and grow and dim and grow. Uh, you, you feel it might be time to uh, take a rest. Um, do you want to go off the path a little bit, or would you like to just camp straight on this, this uh, road that you're currently on? I think off the path is really good. My experience off the path is probably the better place to camp. Agreed. Can I disguise our camp to look more natural and to make us more invisible? Uh, you can certainly try. Um, yeah. Roll a survival check while the rest of the group sets up camp. Yeah. Eleven! Eleven. Um... Luckily, you have dark vision, so you can generally see what's going on around you in the in this darkness. Um, not a whole lot that you can really bring in. Uh, most of what's around you is live trees or really low growth. You find a couple like uh, loose sticks and logs and uh, smaller bits of of plant life that has fallen away from a from trees or has just decayed over time and kind of toss it over over tents and and over uh sleeping bags and kind of just try to mask it as much as possible though it's not doing too much of a good job it, at, at a quick glance you might not be seen or at the very least your campsite would just look abandoned uh mm -hmm. at a closer inspection it, it's it's pretty noticeable i tried 
<laughs> it's good enough for now. I don't think there's anything sentient coming after us anyway. I think we'll be all right. Right, so you go to, you set up your camp, Crisis having uh, disguised it to some degree. Would you guys like to set up watches, or are you just going to take your I, next rest? I think rest? watches are certainly called for. Oh uh, yeah, I'll take a watch. Uh, watch. Let's do let's oh. do it in let's do it in pairs, in uh, yeah, three hour shifts. Fair enough. So I'll take first watch with Sig. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do. I'll take second watch. Second watch with. Yeah. So the brothers are on second watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last. Yes, indeed, crisis. Well said. <laughs> All right, so uh, first up is Sig and Smiley. Are you guys going to be creating a fire or a light source? Um, I don't actually need a light source at all. I do. Um, um, Sigmund will start a small campfire. You, you are in pure darkness, so you will still be at disadvantage, even with dark vision. It would be as though I were in low light conditions, no? Yes, and in low light conditions, you have disadvantage. Oh, yeah. So, fair. so how it works, just to clarify, is bright light you have a straight roll. Without mm -hmm. dark vision and dim light, it's disadvantage, and in darkness, it is disadvantage. And I personally add a plus five DC. With dark vision, that moves up one. So, in dim light, you have a straight roll. In darkness, it's just disadvantage. Okay. So well, that's generally why. It, that's generally why a light source is is fairly uh, useful. Um, that's fair. But also with the light as, source, as it might become more visible. As part of setting up the camp, Sigmund would have started a small campfire. Okay. So if you'd like, you can keep that going through your watch, and you yep. uh, you would both have uh, straight rolls. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, Sig and Smiley, give me our first two perception checks, please. That's a 22 for him and a 17 for me. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the rest of your team uh, beds down for the night. Uh, going into in, inside um, small tents, uh, sleeping packs at the uh, around them. It's summer, so you don't really need too much. It's you have a nice uh, cold breeze of the night air going by you. Uh, you two sit, the the fire crackling softly between you. You keep the it light low. kind of accentuating the uh, the lines in Sigmund's face, yeah. kind of showing the stage. Uh, the the low light, enough to create a bright light, but uh, keeping it low enough that um, anyone too far away wouldn't notice you. Uh, Sigmund is is fairly used to these conditions at this point. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> Both keep watching. You can hear this the same, the uh, nightlife around you. You can hear uh, night avians kind of flapping about in the in the air. Uh, you can hear the hoots of owls, uh, other calls of of night birds. You can hear the crickets and uh, other insects chirping away between the trees. So light rustling of leaves that that passes through every now and then with the breeze. Your fire kicks up a few cinders here and there. Um, <clears throat> you don't notice anything too uh, too suspicious or that would rise too much um, wariness from you. You hear a few a few uh, 
snaps and, and crackles off in the woods. But none come too too close in your camp. Uh, is there anything you would like to do throughout your watch? Nothing in particular. Nope. Signan just kind of sits down with his staff and uh, while keeping watch starts carving runes in the side of it. And uh, there's a couple of times where he makes a mistake and he kind of makes a, a clucking sound with his his tongue and then casts mending on the staff to erase the runes and starts over. Okay. So you, you both pass your watches in <clears throat> relative silence. Um, Sigmund seems to be very uh, at ease or at least used to this this kind of situation. Uh, Smiley, you having been a bit more uh, city-born, the area is not extraordinarily comfortable, but you can deal with it. You've, you've traveled enough on your own that you can handle this kind of situation. It's a little more odd having uh, the group around you, mm-hmm. but the numbers does give you ease of mind. Yeah. So <clears throat> your watch goes on. Uh, eventually the the forest sounds do die down as the night grows on. Um, as animals move away to their, their hunting grounds or to new areas from their own perches and uh, places of rest. Eventually you are left with the soft ambience of tree branches slowly clicking together, the rustling of leaves, uh, dead leaves being kicked up by a light breeze. And eventually, three hours pass. Um, your watch comes to an end without any notif- notable incident, uh, aside from maybe uh, a handful of starts from a-, a snap of a twig or maybe a hoot that was a bit too loud after a long silence. <clears throat> doesn't even jump at those. Like it's a, He looks up calmly, but goes right back afterward. So you can wake up the the next watch. Uh, Sigmund goes over and uh, kind of very efficiently looks at the two brothers and says, uh, "Get up, you two. Your watch is up. Up and at him, soldiers. Let's go." Right. Yeah, soldiers. Anyway, right. <sighs> so, um, both Axel and. Finn are a little jolted from sleep. The <laughs> the deepest, the deeper parts of slumber having just recently set in. Um, but you come to wake. You have to rub your eyes a little bit uh, to get the the sleep out, stretch wow. and, and come to uh, wariness. <clears throat> uh, would you two like to keep the the campfire going, or would you like to let it die out? Uh, we'll keep it going. All right. Yeah, we can keep it going. So the two of you both make your perception checks, please. Hey, that's pretty good. Oh, did one of you guys finally get a good roll? Let's see what happened. Let's go, boys. Hey. Hey. All there right. Is. We out here. So I got a fifteen. All right. I got a sixteen. All right. Twin power. 
So, <clears throat> you both take up your watch. Um, <clears throat> the crackling of the firewood, the, a nice point of reference in the, the dark woods. Um, you've become used to sleeping in very dark, quiet places at this point. Uh, though it's the first time in a very long time that both either of you, well, both of you at this point, have slept with uh, anyone other than each other near you. <clears throat> um, the soft, um, semi-breathing, semi-snoring of crisis kicking up every now and then. Um, <clears throat> both uh, Sigmund and Smiley, almost dead silent sleepers, at least for the first little bit. By the way, Sigmund, uh, Sigmund has an odd form of sleeping. He sleeps sitting up with his back against a tree trunk. Okay. And sort of his hat, or not his hat, but uh, sort of the staff cradled up against his head. <laughs> I just like I gesture over to him and I point at Axel like that really can't be good for his posture. As <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, much like Smiley before, you two now in this this lower. Uh, uh, firelight as the flames kind of dance around and cast shadows amongst your group. You can really see the uh, the age lines on Sigmund's face and while he didn't show it too much before, he, he's been around a while. Mm -hmm. um, quite possibly even around your, your parents' age. <clears throat> yeah. so the two... We both are. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, Smiley's age is, is very difficult to discern, though this is a common trait amongst half-elves, especially with the, the few you've encountered uh, mm -hmm. in your life. <clears throat> so you two sit. Um, not too much passes through through your watch. Um, the, the forest has a, a strange calming sensation to it, though calming more is the crackling of the fire, which under your care does grow a bit more burning just a little bit brighter <clears throat> um okay. you 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 both watch the cinders kind of leap off and crackle away uh a few times like almost catching one between your fingers before it burns out <clears throat> is there anything you two would like to do through your watch they seem like a good group they seem like a dumb group <laughs> well, but, they have their charm, I guess. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. The charisma-based characters are talking about the rest of us being dumb. You don't think we'll have to get rid of them, do we? I'm not sure. That'd be a shame. Yeah, it would. I mean, it'd be nice to feel comfortable around people for once, but... Be nice to know what we're looking forward to. <sighs> Fuck. True. But hey, let, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? Let's, let's just see how this job goes first. I just don't know how to feel, that's all. Yeah, neither do I. I kind of take, I point towards Smiley and I go, what do you think about him? 
you know, he's smooth. I'll give him that. I, <laughs> <laughs> he really knows how to get a bargain. Yeah, that's something I can appreciate. Yeah, but I can't. I just, I don't know. I can't. I can't pin them all yet. Yeah. I mean, the only one I think I understand is is the lizard one. Is you know. <laughs> Yeah, why does where? How did it get here? Do you think? <laughs> like, like, are you asking me how? Yes, I'm asking. Yes, they're born or like? No, I mean, no, okay. <laughs> how did I get here? Desmond, the moon bear. So <laughs> when the mommy kobold and the daddy kobold really love each other. <laughs> no, I, I mean like how? Like they're not meant. Oh, they're not like to be alone. Right. How did it get here? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, because I, I would ask it, but I don't know that we'll get an actual answer. Mm. I think, I, I'm afraid it'll just lick its eyes and shout at us about random shit, and then... <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. You, it's, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, and um, what about Old Timer over there? And I nod my head toward uh, Sigmund. Well, he's very... Listen, he's clearly the smartest one. Think he like, knows our parents? Uh, I don't know. I don't... Well, I mean... Uh, shit. Maybe? Possible. It's possible. I mean, I don't think all old people know each other, but... <laughs> I, think I think that's kind of... Sim that's not what I meant. Oversimplifying That's it, but... not what I meant. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, it's, I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. We'd, we'd have to ask him, but I don't know if we want to delve into that yet. Right. Just keep an eye out, I guess. <clears throat> and with that, I kind of just sit. Just, with that, I just kind of sit there and I stare at the fire. Yeah, and I take a look at the. And once in a while, I'll take a glance at the sword, then at the fire again, <clears throat> and I'll just stare into the fire and drink. Yeah, and the fire has a a strange feeling to you. There's this this sense of security just from having a campfire in a dark place. There's mm -hmm. also a sense of um, calm, but not. Not the security of the fire, but it's just, it's like the flames themselves make you feel calm. The heat, the, the way they, they dance across the wood that they're burning on, the way cinders spark up and fly into the air. There's a strange calmness about you, and um, Axel, as you glance at the sword every now and then, you swear that the reflection of the fire on the blade almost a little different almost a little bit brighter a little bit more full with the fire <clears throat> um the cinders on the on the edge just pulsing this little bit stronger um finn uh -huh. you feel the the whiskey go down and that that burn it feels good it feels like fire <laughs> It's comforting, it numbs you, it 
helps you keep control at the same time that fire has this uncertainty, this small spark of danger and fear in it that just mm -hmm. sits in the back of both of your minds. And eventually your watch comes to an end. And, um... <clears throat> just before the watch ends, I kind of look at the... I look at... Well, I see that's brighter and I go... I just really silently just go, You better not screw me on this. Oh. And there's a pop from the fire and a little uh, hiss of smoke. <clears throat> and then it goes back to its normal uh, small smoldering flame. <clears throat> mm. It's Alright. Well, guess we better wake up the last one. Yep. So I you go walk and I over go you walk over to Crisis and you didn't actually realize before, but Crisis's eyes, as they have no actual eyelids, oh, are just fuck. open and it looks like Crisis <laughs> is staring at you, but you notice that the usual vertical slits of their eyes are a bit fuller and a bit more horizontal and just kind of staring off into almost nothing. It's unsettling, but you can tell that they're sleeping. That I'll like, fucking as I, as I walk, I just like kind of wave my hand in front of, in front of Crisis's face. And I'm like, I don't like that at all. That's freaky as shit. Not, your hand waves, there's zero reaction. What the fuck? I shake... Off. Crisis yeah. awake. Oh. Oh, we've we've lost Tanya. Crisis. Crisis, are you dead? <laughs> Crisis. Crisis. Are you I okay? Start slapping are, you okay? Her. are you okay, Crisis? What? <laughs> <laughs> Dear gods. Crisis like jolts awake. A very quick um multitude of uh, tongue lickings over the eyeballs to re-wet them and just alert. Is Buddy okay? What? What? Uh, oh. it's, your, it's your watch. Oh, it's yeah. your... Okay. Sweet yeah. dreams! I lick an eyeball. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the way you said that. I don't like the way you said that at all. I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go to my bedroll. And <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna lay down that so that I am not facing. Crisis. <laughs> I hope it's okay if I watch you the whole time. Oh no! <laughs> All right, so just, you just both. You guys know, Crisis is basically our Uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah, ready. Pretty much, pretty much how that goes. It's Uncle Fester, but the size of thing. Yeah, yes. basically, more like the size of cousin it, really. It, mm, yeah. 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 But like instead of a hair, there's tongue lick. There's there's so, eyeball. So lick. what we're taking from this is we need to get Crisis a top hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> All right. So uh, Finn and Axel, you go back to your your bed rolls inside uh, the tent and, and go <laughs> kind of go down to an uneasy like eye shifting towards Crisis sleep. Uh, Crisis, <laughs> roll for your perception. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a 13. 13, alright. 
So, uh, you... <coughs> you kind of plop down in front of the fire. Um, every now and then, just kind of staring into it. it Not too much. kind of hurts, because yeah. the, 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 the heat of the fire is quickly drying out your eyes, and you have to keep licking them, so you... You look more around. You look into the trees. You look into the forest. Um, it's pretty. You've you've been in in places like this before. You're used to a, less trees, but you can deal with the forest. It's it's a fun place. Lots of bugs. Um, you Snack. slowly hear like some wildlife coming back around you. Some some birds kind of flap above overhead. Um, you can hear the scurrying of mice or other small rodent-like creatures oh. kind of running around through dried leaves or, or brushing in through a bush. <clears throat> Yummy. Um, nothing, nothing too interesting happening. Is there anything you would like to do during your watch? Yes. Can I look for a climbable tree? Yeah. Um, actually, with... With your claws, you would probably be able to climb just about any of them. Uh, okay. One with very nice branches, is, uh, one branch actually hanging directly over the camp would be the one that uh, Sigmund oh. is leading up against. Perfect. I'll try not to wake him and just kind of scuttle up the tree. Roll for stealth. Eleven. Eleven? All right. Yes. So you kind of you kick him in the into, face. You bump into him a little bit, and he does, he does stir, right. but... He doesn't completely wake up, um, and you you kind of climb your way up the tree. Um, <clears throat> roll roll athletics. Yikes! Yikes! Okay, that's a three. So you go to climb after like knocking into Sigmund. Oh, big roll and. You grab onto the tree. And then you're That's not it. I really just grab sure. It. You just grab onto the tree and you're not really sure where to go from here. You're just kind of going, well, that is very tall. Cool. Are you have a zero strength? Nothing. No athletics? Nothing. I think what is your kobolds get a minus one strength, actually. Uh, I, no, we uh, homebrewed that a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Unfair for a kobold to be the only race that has a negative modifier. Right. Yeah. It was it was a zero, so there's still a zero to strength. <laughs> yeah. You crab right, onto right, the right. tree, you latch onto it, and it's just kind of... That's it. I just latch on. <laughs> I'm just going to stay you, here. You stay on it. Enjoy the tree a little bit. After a couple of minutes, you're kind of like, well, that was a fun climb. Just kind of hop back <laughs> yeah. down that one inch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> eventually, you, you can see the... Uh, the dim blue of morning slowly filling into the forest uh, then turns into the the deep yellow gold of dawn <clears throat> and soon enough morning is upon you you can hear the first bits of bird song uh, uh, reverberating slightly and carrying through the trees um, as light comes to you, uh, your sense of sight does tend to come back over the rest of your senses and the more minute pieces of uh, 
auditory stimulus kind of fall away from you. And uh, with, the you first start... rays, with the first rays of dawn, Sigmund is also up. Before yeah. before anyone wakes up, um, Crisis is going to wistfully look at the sky and just sigh. Just say, oh, buddy, I miss you. And then starts waking up the others. Oh. Oh. Wakey, wakey! Sigmund's already up with the first light of dawn. Yep. So. That's not who I go for first. <laughs> Fuck. Did you I go, go for the straight to the twins. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, hey guys! <laughs> oh no! I lick them both in the face. Uh, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Sigmund's already sitting at the fire, and after uh, after Crisis wakes up the brothers, he says, well, it works better than a bugle. <laughs> you both have been awoken by a dog licking you before at least once. This is weird. Like, this is, it's not as wet as a dog. But it's longer. It's, it's longer, more encompassing on Why the face. Why is your tongue so slick? The texture is weird. Think of it this way. A dog's tongue will get part way up your nose without you realizing it. This tongue will go all the way. <laughs> You'll be tasting the tongue and smelling it at the same time. This, you know, <laughs> this tongue can lick your brain from your nose. Licking <laughs> <laughs> your nose, the, the tongue can taste what you had for supper. There you go. I just look at Axel and I'm just like, you know, as a teenager, I thought it would have been freaking awesome to get woken up by a tongue, but this is just weird. <laughs> out of like context, that is weird as hell. <laughs> context is important. I don't. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and I start to get up. All right. Smiley over. Smiley on the other end of the camp is just kind of having a leisurely stretch as he slowly wakes up. <laughs> he just is like, why do you guys seem so uptight? What's up? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It's, it's not. <laughs> You see the twins just kind of wiping off their faces begrudgingly, and Crisis beaming. Um, Very tiny tooth, a, a tiny tooth cobalt. Sigmund, Sigmund says in almost like a, a chuckling manner, he says they were both violated by cobalt tongue this morning. Yeah, you have to say that. Huh. Well, all right then. Can't really say that was a sentence I ever expected to hear. I really hope that doesn't become a regular thing that we have to deal with, because I can't, I can't, and then I just start drinking out of my flat. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, morning drinking. We're this is where we're going right. into now. Crisis has officially driven one of us to drink. <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long, but it happened. I, I mean, I suspect it didn't take much either, but. <laughs> 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 uh, Sigmund sees Finn taking a, a swig from the flask and he just says I don't care when you drink or how much you drink just as long as you're sober when the fighting starts shit be drunk for the fight as long as you don't hit me YOLO let's not do Listen, that I can, I can fight alright I mean, you saw I, the, the blast that went really well I did see that yeah, you did. I think we're. I think we're chilling. I think. I think Rex I got. Seen uh, too many beer-soaked fighters go down. Oh, and take their team with them. 
Well, beer? No. Please. I'm cultured, okay? Come on. Damn. It's coming from a relatively young Asimar. <laughs> and I just take a swig out of my flask and I'm like, I don't drink beer out of a flask. Come on. Come on, guy. What are you what are you talking about? Sigmund just gives him a stare and continues working on his staff. Just block him out. It helps. It's okay. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll learn to drink properly one day. <laughs> I'm already starting to pack up all my stuff right away. Yeah, me I didn't too. Unpack anything. <laughs> yeah, same. Sigmund just did so, you all, you kind of pack up, uh, grab a few rations to spill yourself from over the night, and uh, head back over to the path. Luckily, you didn't go too far off um, in the night, so the the shift in visuals from day to night doesn't affect you too much, and you, you find your way back to the, the path in less than a minute, and you continue on back down. After maybe another hour, hour and a half, um, the path becomes less and less well-defined until eventually you are no longer on a path at all. You are walking through just pure forest. Hmm. Freestyling, baby! <laughs> so, um, he, the Durzna said that it was only a few kilometers once this occurred, right? Yes. Yeah, so Sigmund kind of says, all right, guys, we're getting close now. Keep an eye out. So he said that it should be a couple of kilometers relatively south after the trail just turns into forest. Um, I will need one person or someone to head a survival roll. Um, not me. Sigmund's going to give it a try. I can do it. Right. I know my way around things. Alright, so Sigmund and Crisis both roll survival. I'm going Never to uh, assist. Okay, uh, well, well, they're they're aiding each other, so this is this is an aided roll, but this is a uh, one each. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Thank God. That's a sixteen. Okay. Seven. And seven for Crisis. Yes. Okay, so. Crisis. crisis proceeds to very confidently go in the wrong direction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I saw so Crisis kind of continues going forward until Sigmund uses his staff to just kind of tap them backwards and go, he said south. And he, Sigmund begins to make his way in, in a slightly different uh, direction than where Crisis was, was actually going. Um, and you, you begin to travel a bit further. You have to take your time a bit more because now that you're not on the path, you don't have an absolute direction, and you have to keep eyes out for uh, non-natural disturbances in the forest, something that would have happened from uh, someone not trained in this uh, kind of terrain, just kind of trudging through. And you do find there's... Uh, a few stamped plants that have yet to completely rise back up. Um, old boot prints that have been only partially washed away by rain. You, you slowly are piecing together a, a trail of a group of humanoids. You're not sure if it's the right ones. 
but walking through the forest in the relatively uh, correct direction that you've been told to go. And it is it is about it's a little over two kilometers. So you're not sure if this is because you didn't go as straight as the crow flies, or and maybe meandered, or maybe the the distance just wasn't uh, as correct as you had been told. But you do eventually come across um, a small clearing. Um, Sigmund looks. Sigmund's looking at the footprints as they're going, and he sort of chides himself uh, as they go along, and he says. Getting old, getting slow in your old age, Sig. Should have asked how many, how big the research team was. Um, and he continues following, and when they get close, he's going to start slowing down and start quieting the approach. I'll follow Sigmund's lead on that. I'm going to follow suit as well. All right, so everyone rolls for stealth. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I'm chilling. I'm not too bad. All right, we we got you. We got you, baby. Well, that's an eleven for me. Hey, out, yeah. It's a seventeen hey. for Sigmund. Nineteen for Crisis. I may be big boned, but I am still quiet. <laughs> the irony of the guy who's supposed to be the best at this being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the forest, man. It's you. You continue on and following Sigmund's lead. You all. Begin I'm, to kind of slow your pace. Forest, I'm half elf. <laughs> half. 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 Okay. <laughs> so you, you're a tad more adept at moving quietly on cobblestone and pave and gravel. Having to mind where your calves are touching and the leaves that are brushing through. Yeah, that's You're not fair. As, as used to. So there are moments where you are kind of disturbing a bit too much of the, the wildlife around. And then as you try start paying attention more to that, you start paying less attention to your footing. You're still moving relatively quietly, but just not as quietly as the rest of your group, who has all almost just stopped making sounds and are picking their footsteps very carefully. And you can... You all see these, this um, clearing, and you can see a few... What looks to be um, tents... Uh, between the trees uh, ahead of you and uh, a relatively large boulder or rock um, on the edge of the clearing. seems that this was chosen as a landmark of sorts. As, as you approach to the, uh, the campsite, you can see that it is abandoned. Um, it has not seen use for at least a few days does not look like anything has gone through it, aside from just some general wildlife. The tents are still up and standing. Uh, there, There is debris kind of strewn about the camp. Uh, leaves that have fallen on top of the tents. Uh, sticks that have been tossed around. Um, that would have probably otherwise been uh, not there if, if there was uh, foot traffic. And just a general essence of time having passed over the past couple of days without this campsite being used. Sigmund's going to make some hand motions uh, telling his, telling the group to to spread out but he uses his old uh, training. Mm-hmm. So it's all like super efficient hand signals and uh, everyone else roll insight and Sig 
Roll, roll performance. Another 11. <laughs> Jeez. I have no fucking idea what he's saying. <laughs> 18! Jeez. 8. 20. 20 on performance. Right. I'm rolling the dice. I got a five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I understand. So Sigmund does actually give very concise, very um, accurate, and and clearly well taught and well versed signals for you all to move around the campsite in specific ways. The twins, however, are completely baffled. Just kind of looking at it. him. What, and... what are you doing? <laughs> Why, what do you what do you want us to do? We're just like shaking our heads like what? Well, fucking... uh, Sigmund kind of face palms <laughs> and as quietly as he can to the twins exclusively says Finn go around the east side of the camp mm -hmm. Axel go around the west side of the camp with uh, Smiley right Right. So, Smiley and, and um, Crisis, you did both understand uh, quite clearly what Sigmund was trying to say. You've uh -huh, both uh -huh. used similar um, motions and signals uh, throughout your lives. Yeah. I'm a little rusty, but, like, most of these are probably in the theme. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not exactly the same, but the uh, it's, general it's motion mutual. and intent behind them is there. Yeah. Well, after uh, he clears it up for me, I'll uh, I'll do as he as he says. Yeah, same. So, so you all start making it's, it's your way around. Thing going east and uh, Smiley and Axel going west. <clears throat> So you all you, you split up and slowly start going around uh, the the campsite. What are you going to be doing? Um, as we as we start walking around and if and when we start to move in, I'm going to is taking ten a a, a thing in this edition. I don't even know. Not in fifth. No. No. Okay. Well, then I will be progressive. Like I'll I'll roll investigation every so often. Okay. Uh, yeah. As we get closer and closer. I'll so, roll once we get to make sure that nothing's coming around us. Is there any way for him, for Sigmund not to break stealth as he moves into the camp itself? Um, not particularly. It is in a clearing, so there's not a whole lot of cover. Um, seems this was chosen specifically so that it was it was well visible from inside the forest. Okay. Not exactly an advisable move, but. Clearly something that was needed for people who are not used to uh, dense forest or at least remote uh, areas. Yeah. Alright, so... Uh, so once we get into uh, once we get into position on the west side of the camp, I'm gonna sort of do my overview investigation roll and... Okay. Yeah, Sigmund's gonna do a similar yeah, roll. Right. Uh, I'm going to roll perception to make sure that no, one, no one's watching us. Yes. So, for the investigation, what are you looking for? I'm specifically looking for any any signs of a struggle. You know, okay. at this point, I'm at, a, I'm at a pretty significant distance from it. But, you know, obviously torn tents, stuff strewn about. Well, they're Even not so torn. It's, it just looks like the campsite has not been used. The tents are, are completely intact. 
Um, so, yeah, roll for your investigation, and uh, Axel, roll for your perception. I got a 13. 13. I rolled 13. a 10. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so... Uh, Sigmund, Sigmund rolled a 15 on his investigation, looking for uh, signs of any kind of uh, difference in footprints that are in like going into the camp from the outside. Okay. Okay. So Axel, you, what were you looking for, for perception? I was making sure that it's not like the area is clear of any sort of signs of a trap. All right. So you, you keep an eye out. You don't see anything that would, that would lead you to believe this to be any sort of trap. Um, there has clearly been wildlife through, and you can see a few birds kind of flying around, but you do not see any one or anything uh, lurking in, around, or in the vicinity of the camp. And just mm. you keep a, you keep a general eye out while um, the others kind of head a bit more into the camp. Um, Sounds good. <clears throat> Smiley, you kind of peek around the the camp, still staying on the borders. Uh, for the moment, you don't see any signs of a struggle at all, actually. It's a little odd. It just looks like the, the campsite was left as is and was never come back to. Can I check for where people have gone? Like, what general direction they were going to? Yes, roll survival. Um, Sigmund, you <laughs> look around for footprints... Um, it takes a little bit of time, but you can you can see the different ones that have been. Excuse me. <coughs> um, you can see you can see the several sets of footprints that have gone through the the campsite, and it seems that it's a little difficult because the the campsite has been stayed in for a while. There's a decent amount of foot traffic. But from the ones that do tend to like veer away, maybe go towards the edges, and they're they're less stamped over, you find that there's about four people in the party from the different shoe sizes or or treads. Um, there's one that's clearly like a uh, a tougher uh, a tougher sole, a bit larger, but lighter stepped. And then there's three others of varying sizes, each that seems to be uh, a, a soft, a softer soled uh, footwear, if not maybe very new, harder soled. And they're very indiscreet with how they walk. There's heavy footsteps everywhere, and they're in a fair few varying sizes, all relatively um, medium humanoid sized. Okay, but there's none that, like, break the humanoid pattern? No. Uh, actually, you do find uh, one set of wolf tracks that has passed through, but it seems that it just kind of sniffed around the campsite or wandered around and then left. Okay. And those particular ones are, are uh, a, a slight bit more recent than the, the human foot, tra- foot traffic. Uh, crisis, what did you get? Uh, a fresh 12. Alright. So, you search around, but because there's so many, um, footsteps kind of going over one another, 
And there's even a few that do go out of the camp, but they just come back. Uh, possibly for um, relieving oneself. You, you can't find any that definitively go in a direction uh, far enough that you would see this is where they went. Ah! Anybody find anything? Sigmund, yeah. Sigmund breaks stealth and goes into the camp proper. Uh, I, will, so I will follow. Yeah, same. Alright, so you all walk into the campsite and as you, as you kind of saw before, it just seems that this campsite has been abandoned. Uh, it doesn't seem to be in a rush. Um, the tents are properly tied up. They're left uh, perfectly standing. There are a few... Um, uh, sets of like travel furniture set out um, a, a chair that's kind of been or um, not a chair but like a hammock that's kind of like fallen off a branch uh, no packs no shoes or, or um, travel belongings but anything that could have stayed at the camp has been left at the camp including research notes uh, you can try looking for some if you'd like well, yep. when when everybody convenes back uh, in the camp, uh, Sigmund looks at them all and goes, "Report." Nothing. <laughs> Do you think you are a leader or something? Sorry, old habits die hard. Uh, what did you find? Nothing so far. I'm looking around to see if there's any notes, any kind of indication of where they went. I'll be looking for the same. You too. What did you see? Well, uh, to the brothers. I just. I didn't see anything. Um, um, it looks as though that there's no uh, worry of a trap, as best I can tell. All right. Uh, see what you can find. We're looking for maps, research notes. Yeah, looking for research notes, anything that might give us an indication of what they were looking for, or where they may have gone, or why. And I rolled a 22. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll roll an investigation as well. Alright, go ahead. I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> uh, should I... If you'd like, go ahead. It's investigation, right? Yes. Yeah. I just rolled a 20. I rolled a 12. And we all kind of take different corners of the game. Woo! jeez. Poor Finn. Fat seven, baby. All I'm right, just fucking so... useless today. <laughs> Finn, Finn kind of just wanders around the camp, like, kicking about the, the tents. Uh... Looking at just just looking at things, not exactly searching. Um, mm -hmm. Crisis just kind of busies himself wandering and wandering wandering around. Um, <clears throat> the rest of you, you begin kind of picking through any of the belongings that have been left. Uh, you actually enter in the the tents, um, three different tents, as it were. So each one of you takes one. Uh, Smiley, you enter the leftmost, and you find there's actually a fair few more belongings here. There's a bedroll that's been left um, neatly, like, put away. Um, <clears throat> you find a pack, though it is relatively empty. It seems that this may have been carrying anything that was already left. You find an empty water, can uh, water skin. Um, you also find a... Um, a wooden case um, unlocked, which upon opening you do find a, a series of notes um, 
in no particular order. It seems that these are taken as they were found, so it may take a little bit of time to fully read and comprehend what may have been happening in here. Um, <clears throat> Sigmund, you take the middle tent inside. You find this a similar setup to what Smiley has found. You find a bedroll neatly put away. You find uh, an additional pack, um, some general survival supplies that would not be needed immediately, uh, mainly for long-term uh, stay at a campsite or uh, a more rugged area. You also find a, a few notes, though not as detailed, and you find a, um, <clears throat> a, a uh, very rough and crude map. Hmm. Um, there's, um, not really much of an area. There's, like, spotted trees, but mainly it's landmark-based. Um, one of which you see is a large rock that has been drawn beside a tent. Uh, you see a couple other things here and there. Um, you see a, a, a mushroom with a smiley face drawn beside it. Um, you see, uh, what looks like two attempts at drawing trees that have been crossed together in almost like an arch. Hmm. Okay. Um, you see there's there's been a, a layout of a river that runs through the area and through the different symbols. Uh, you can see there's um, a <clears throat> a cave marked at actually one end of the river <clears throat> as, as like a, a large cavern opening. You, you see like a couple other like random things here and there that seems that has been marked down uh, throughout the stay in this area. <coughs> and uh, Axel, you go into the last tent. You don't find research notes, actually. What you find is um, a bit more bare bones, but also more prepared. You find a much more used uh, bedroll. You find... Uh, a few more uh, water skins that look much older. Um, <clears throat> you also find a couple daggers and a, a few crossbow bolts that have been left behind in an additional quiver. <clears throat> you, you, what you okay, you're fight? Sorry? You okay? Yep. Allergies. Ah, nah. <clears throat> so... You, you, you're finding a lot more survival gear, something that would be used for, for protection, perhaps hunting. Uh, this seems that this might have been a guide that they had. So, um, you'll take the yep, you'll you'll take you find you find two daggers. They're pretty like basic though sturdy. Okay. Gimme. What? Um, you, all, you all walk out of the tents with your with each your own findings. Is there like a table somewhere in the campground, like a wooden table that's just been set up off to a side or somewhere? Yes, yes, there is. Uh, yeah. So to... Sigmund's gonna go over to that. If it's blank, if it's empty, he's just gonna lay the map out. If it's got something on it, he's gonna see what's on it before he lays the map out. Um, there is nothing on the table at the moment, aside from. Uh, a couple, a couple fallen leaves and a, a twig or two, maybe a caterpillar. You just kind of like brush them off. Brush them off, and he rolls out the map. 
So you all you all see the the same map that uh, Sigmund found inside the tent. Did anybody find any notes? A book, a journal, something? Smiley pulls uh, out the sheaf of notes that he pulled from the wooden chest. All right. Sets them uh, on the table next to the map. I this didn't take a while. find anything, but I found the tents that may be the guide that they hired to get to the site. That would probably be the big one. He knew how to walk. It gives me the impression that they left for a day for a day trip, you know, to go check out the site and didn't come back. I'm getting the same impression. Waterskin was still there. Bedroll. Speaking of which, I'm keeping that bedroll in Waterskin. Um, boots, regular gear for a trip of a day was gone. However. All right. It seems like we're looking for four humanoids. Three of them look to be the researchers, and one of them the guide. Hopefully, with the combination of the notes you found, Smiley, in this map, we'll be able to figure out where their dig site is. I'm thinking that's where they went. Right. Okay. Well, then we better hop to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you three, this might take a while, so I guess keep yourselves busy for a bit and keep everything off our backs if you can. Okay. All right. So, who who is looking through the the notes? Um, who are the two? What would be an appropriate? Can I glance at the notes? Are they are they written in common or? Uh, yes. Uh, there's they're general. They're primarily written in common, with okay. a few notes of celestial that have been translated. Uh. I'll I'll look through the notes and I'll see if the celestial's been translated properly. All right. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would the relevant skill to work with these notes be? History, probably. Um, actually, investigation to find pertinent information. All right, my bonus to those is the same. I have a plus four to both of those. Right. So if uh, if uh, who was it, Axel or Finn that can help with the celestial? Uh, we either or technically. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to, you know, putter around for a bit, and I'll call you when when I need help with the celestial. Unless one of you guys has a better investigation ability than I do. Well, I have I have the researcher feature because uh, my background is sage. I don't know if that helps me at all. Well, what does researcher do? It's yeah, like it's a. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just better at finding information when I'm looking for it. Uh, usually. I'm looking uh, it up now. Yeah. When you attempt to learn or recall Zero. a piece of lore, if you do not know that information, you often know where or from where you can obtain it. Uh... Okay, I mean, theoretically, as it's written, that actually doesn't help us because the information, yeah. the lore itself, is right here in front of us. Yeah, We're right. Decipher it. Well, I can help with the Celestial, so... But investigation is not my strong suit. I mean, I I have like a plus two. I'm not bad at it, but I'm not proficient in it. I'm proficient in history. Fair enough. So, Sean, how about uh, how about we call that an assisted role for uh, for me? Uh, well, this would be an assist. But if there, if if um, Sigmund is helping, it would be Sigmund and 
uh, Sigmund and Smiley would be doing a single roll each as an assist. Otherwise, it's going to be um, Smiley doing a, a advantage roll with the aid from uh, Finn. Right, right, right. In which case, it'd probably be best for Sigmund to do the investigation because he has a plus six bonus. Aren't, yeah. I mean, aren't we... We're, but we're working on two separate things. No, we're trying to use them together to figure out where they went. All right, fair enough. <clears throat> or at least so, that's what Sigmund's trying to do. He's trying to use yeah. the notes to find where the dig site is on the map and decipher the map. Mm -hmm. All right, so Sigmund and Smiley both roll for investigation. So that's a 22 for him and a 13 for me. All right. So you you both begin going through the notes and you're kind of like you're, you're flipping through sheets and it's not been kept in a very organized manner. It seems that this was a uh, stream of consciousness type thing where it was they would write something down as they found it um, regardless of its pertinence. Um, you find random bits of pe uh, information here and there. Um, a few relating to the map. One particular, you find uh, that they met a friendly family of uh, mycenids. Um, yeah, adult uh, or, or uh, sentient mushroom creatures, which oh. you can kind of assume to be the, the mushroom. Oh, Mike. Yeah. yeah um, the, the mushroom depiction with a smiley face next to it. Um, <clears throat> you find mention of the tree arches. Sorry? I said, I wonder if they found Princess Peach, too. <laughs> it seems that these particular creatures were not ultimately hostile you do see like there there is the, the interaction with them uh there was a bit of a language barrier um but they did ultimately find peace with with these these fungal creatures and have generally befriended befriended them throughout their stay here uh, you also find mention of uh, a number of other spots on the map. Um, the ones that catch your your attention the most would be uh, a, a, a few particular landmarks. The first one being um, the boulder, which they refer, which they generally refer to as their campsite, and they chose this particular boulder as it was a. It was a good landmark, and they was easily spotted through the forest, so they were able to find their campsite again without too much issue and without any help from their guide should they become separated. Um, from that, you also find that they had relatively marked their, th their findings by <clears throat> and, and their path by landmarks as well. So you find mention of the first landmark being the arch trees. Uh, two trees that actually grew tall leaning together and then grew into one another creating a, a a living archway which you can see on the map as the two the two cross trees into an arch uh following off of that <coughs> you find mention of the uh toadstones these uh large um almost lily pad looking stones which again are marked on the map across, going across the river, which aided them in getting to a more um, traversable area across the river. And lastly, you find the mention of um, 
the the grotto mouth which was a large cave system or a large cave at the end of the at one end of the river inside of which was a network of um like rope bridges leading to small uh patches of land and islands throughout this almost 100 to 200 foot deep uh cavern at the end of which was the ruins they were uh, digging at. Um, inside the notes, it mentions that uh, there's a, a particular path to go on uh, to best get to the ruins through these uh, through these rope bridges to get to the the actual site. And then it it does mention a few other things. Of uh, the site itself has a door that you can get down into a, uh, a first chamber which they have spent the prem the most of their time in uh, through the last couple of uh, days, weeks perhaps, all researching all of the um, <clears throat> uh, all of the lore and the inscriptions that have been written on the walls and then they it ends with the fact that they were recently able to open a an additional chamber that they did not realize was there, leading to a lower level, and that is the last entry that you find. Ten bucks says there was a big ass gelatinous cube in there. <laughs> yeah, this this may be I'll take that a problem. Back. I think we All should right. open it. So agreed. Agreed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Galdercast. This episode featured Dan as Alaric Smiley Grin, Jaden as Axel Auschgear, Sadie Bennett as Finn Auschgear, Tanya as Crisis the Kobold, Kevin as Sigmund Drakram, and Sean as Dungeon Master. If you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving us a like, comment, or review, as well as share the episode to help others find our podcast. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can always follow us on Podbean, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher under Galdercast. You can also find us on Twitter at Galdercast for future episodes and possible channel updates, news, or other notifications. Thanks again, and we'll see all you crows in the next episode of our adventure.